Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Small Biz Brainiac. I am your host, Robert Attridge. Let's get right into today's show. Do you know who handles your payroll? Of course you know the name of the person or the company that handles it, but how well do you really know them? I bring this up because far too often I see stories like this one that just came down this week. This is according to an Associated Press article posted on the site usnews.com. The owner of a Pennsylvania-based payroll company pleaded guilty to tax evasion charges in the theft of $5.3 million in payroll taxes from his clients. The 51-year-old business owner who founded NEPA, N-E-P-A, maybe it's NEPA, it's probably an acronym for something, pleaded guilty in federal court to 21 counts of tax evasion, including under-reporting his own income for years. It is reported that his plea agreement requires him to pay back the money. So that's good news for his clients. It sounds like the IRS won't be coming after after them. Authorities said in court documents that he prepared two sets of tax returns for one client, giving the client the set accurately showing the amount owed, but then filing a fake set to the Internal Revenue Service. Presumably the return filed with the IRS was for less, therefore he's pocketing the difference, I'm assuming. There is also this story from the St. Louis Business Journal. The owner of a local payroll services company has been indicted for mail fraud and money laundering after prosecutors allege he deducted money from his clients' accounts for taxes but failed to remit the funds for payment. Prosecutors said between January 2005 and January 2014, the owner of Missouri-based Paymaster Business Solutions, Inc., drafted more than $2.7 million from clients' bank accounts to pay clients' federal, state, and local tax bills, as well as FICA, Federal Insurance Contribution Act, obligations. But at his direction, allegedly failed to forward the payments to the tax authorities. When he was contacted by the IRS and questioned about the client's failure to pay federal taxes, he allegedly did not tell the clients that he had been contacted by the IRS. If clients learned that Paymaster hadn't forwarded their funds to tax authorities, the owner allegedly lied to them and said the company made payments on their behalf. Now, I have worked in the payroll service industry for over 20 years, and I would hear about these types of stories all the time. What do stories like this mean to you? Should you be concerned about it if you have contracted with a payroll company to withhold and remit your payroll taxes? After all, you paid all of the tax monies over to your payroll company, so now it's their responsibility, right? Well, not so fast. Like it or not, when a business hires its first employee, that business officially becomes a tax collector. It is the responsibility of the business as an employer to withhold tax monies from employees' paychecks and turn those taxes over to the government. A lot of businesses opt to outsource this process through a payroll service provider or a professional employer organization. The question is, by signing a service contract with a third-party payroll provider, is that responsibility now solely on the shoulders of the payroll provider, assuming that all payments have been made by the business to the provider? Now, I'm not an attorney, nor do I play one on television, 
but I have read about several scenarios over the years where courts have consistently ruled that withholding and remitting payroll taxes carries with it a non-delegable duty to ensure that those taxes are paid to the government. My interpretation of this is that a business owner or officer of a company cannot assign away his or her responsibility to withhold and remit payroll taxes to another party. Sure, you can have anyone take over the task on your behalf, but ultimately you will be held responsible if the taxes go unpaid. If your payroll provider fails to pay your payroll taxes and ultimately is unable to pay them, then the IRS may come knocking on your door. Handling your payroll in-house is not always the answer either. There's no guarantee that you couldn't run into a similar issue with a payroll clerk or accounting team member that might fail to pay payroll taxes. In some instances, I have seen this actually turn out to be pretty bad. You may have improperly trained employees who don't know when tax deadlines are due. This could cause late payment or filing penalties that could quickly get out of hand, not to mention the additional costs of having enough staff to handle the extra workload. So what's a business owner to do? Well, I do think using a payroll service provider is relatively safe and cost-effective if you take the necessary precautions when choosing the right provider for you. You should always ask for confirmation that any potential provider is current on all tax payments. You should also always ask for references and call those references. Ask them about their experiences with the provider. Have there been any instances or red flags that taxes may not have been paid timely? A larger provider may be less likely to fail to pay your payroll taxes. However, you may get a more personalized experience with a smaller provider. There are steps you can take to identify if there might be a potential problem. For example, in the first story I shared with you today, the payroll provider made tax payments on behalf of its clients. However, they did not make the correct payment amount and filed false returns. Their clients could have flushed this out sooner if they were paying attention. It's understandable that you want to be able to trust a service provider that you're paying a fee to that they're doing everything correctly. However, you should always take some initiative to validate what is actually happening. Have someone in your organization always reconcile the payments that have left your account against the payroll reports provided to you each payroll. Always get a copy of the quarterly returns. Validate the quarterly return copies against the payroll reports. Validate the copies against what was actually filed and paid to the government. You should be able to tie these numbers together. If not, you may have a potential problem. Similarly, in the second story, the payroll provider debited clients' bank accounts for tax payments, but then never remitted those payments to the government. By following the same steps just mentioned, you should be able to see that there is a potential problem. You should always maintain access to your online accounts with the government agencies so that you can see the payment and filing activity. The IRS also put out their own notice to employers several years ago stating that, and I quote, when choosing a third-party payer, employers should look for one that is reputable and uses the Electronic Federal Tax Payment System, also known as EFTPS. This allows the business owner to verify payments made on their behalf. Also, an employer should never allow their address of record with the IRS to be changed to that of the third-party payer. That would be because if any notices that the IRS sends out if that if those notices go to the third-party payer, then obviously the business in question will never see those notices and not know that there's a problem. If you are unfortunate enough to find yourself in a situation where either someone in your organization or your payroll service provider has failed to pay any of your payroll tax liabilities, 
you should contact a tax attorney immediately to begin reviewing your options. Also, if you've been listening to Small Biz Brainiac for a while, then you may recall that our other host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, did a six-part series on payroll taxes in which he discusses payments and penalties. Go back and listen to episodes 5 through 10 for more information regarding failure to pay and failure to file penalties, which could apply if you find yourself in uh, any of the situations we've discussed today. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.